got this sock company you know about my sock company of course a, yeah you wear very nice socks yeah it's a it's a mid cap uh that what's means a mid cap well i have fewer than three thousand employees uh I'm, I'm making around about 200 million euros in revenue wow every year um and I've, i'm developing a new line of socks uh for the world cup hmm. uh, they're being tested out actually by the brazilian uh superstar harry kane um really isn't he brazilian He's um, testing my socks anyway. Um, sounds just about right. Yeah, sounds famous. The, the idea is that you can kick a lot harder with these special socks. And also, if you wear them on your head, then you can head the ball the full length of the field. And they're amazing. These are amazing socks. And they're going to be huge. But I just need the financing to develop them. And so I've got these people coming now, these loan officers from the European Investment Bank, who they sent me a contract. Mm -hmm. They're going to lend me 100 million euros. Oh, that's great. But why are you telling me all this? Well, look, I've got to do a negotiation with them. There's a lot of terms in the contract, the financial terms that I don't understand. I wouldn't either. Well, yes, but I have to have a lawyer sit in with this I'm negotiation. Not a lawyer. I'm going to, you're married to a lawyer, hmm. and that's the best lawyer I could afford. Hmm. Uh, so... Will you be my lawyer here? And, and then when they're talking about the contract, they'll, we can ask them about specific terms that are in the contract. They can define them. And then at the end of this episode of the podcast, they'll give me 20 million euros. Okay. Well, uh, on one conditionally, I, I, I need to do a shout out. Is that money? You get money? No, I just need to, I need to do a I shout out. I don't have to pay you. No, I just need to, my to use this podcast to do a shout out to a listener. And that's it. You, I didn't yeah, give you any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go, go ahead. Shout out. Yeah, I just wanted to do a shout out to our listener, Nicola, who usually listens to this podcast while taking his bath. Who takes baths? What's wrong Nicola, with the shower? Nicola takes baths. Really? All right. So, well, so Nicola, enjoy, if you're Nicola. listening, enjoy the bath. Uh, be careful. Don't drop your phone in the water. I'm sure that's not, uh, that's a little dangerous. So Nicola is a very smart person. Because Nicola has subscribed to our podcast. He has, indeed. Yes. Everybody should subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. Also, mm -hmm. uh, if you're uh, listening to this uh, uh, before September, you should be on the lookout for uh, uh, a new podcast that we're doing, Future Europe. If you're listening to this after September, go ahead and subscribe to Future Europe immediately. You can find it on iTunes, on Acast, on Spotify, everywhere else. Future Europe is uh, talks about the future of Europe uh, by bringing you examples of projects that we've financed in 28 countries in Europe. All right, and that's you've been listening to my lawyer there. That's, you know. That was my second shout out. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> So now let's uh, let's go and get these guys and we'll uh, yeah I'll we'll wear, see if we can I'll, I'll put on a suit yeah yeah you put on a suit um, I'll put on some socks hmm. and we'll see if they'll give me a hundred million euros for my sock company. So Ella, you're going to negotiate this contract for me, right? Mm, by myself. Well, we've got these two loan officers in here from uh, the European Investment Bank, and we've got to get 100 million euros out of them. Well, I'd settle for 50 million, but, you know, let's aim higher. Um, and they're going to explain the contract because they've given me this contract. I don't understand half of the terms in there. And I know, you know, you're my lawyer, but it's actually you're not a lawyer. You're married to a lawyer. And that just means that you're the best lawyer I could afford. 
right? So, you know, someone who's married to a lawyer has probably heard lots of legal terms, right? And certainly you know how to negotiate. I have had my... Uh, Negotiations with your wife. Okay, experience, so, yeah. so, so ah, here they are. They're, come in, sit down. Let's, let's get to um, negotiating uh, the contract so you can give me uh, tens of millions of, of euros. We've got Gabriela Barufi, who is a loan officer for corporates in Iberia, and Martin Arnold, who is the head of uh, unit for uh, Iberia corporates. And before we get down to the negotiations, let's get to know you a little bit. You know, uh, well... We're, we've got the World Cup going on at the moment. Are you following the World Cup? Gabriella, you're, uh, you're Italian, so it's probably very painful for you, is it? Not, not really, no. Why, why not? Is, you're not an Italian supporter? I am, of course, but, but I also have another nationality. So oh, where's, that, where's that? It's Brazil. Oh, so the World <laughs> Cup is fun times for you. Ah, so how did you come to... You're from Brazil, but how did you come to be working at the European Investment Bank? Well, before the IB, I spent some time at other banks mainly, and um, I joined uh, the IB from Deutsche Bank in London, uh, and that's why I ended up here. Ah, wow! And, and you play football, like some, all Brazilians. Uh, well, not as maybe not as well but, uh, as uh, as our World Cup uh, team now, but uh, but yes, I, I enjoy I enjoy playing football. Oh, fantastic! And now completing the probably World Cup final face-off. We have from Germany, we have Martin Arnold, who also likes to do other things that are uh, quite popular in Germany. Yes. Well, I like to provide what, what, uh, what you need to watch a football game, which is uh, beer. Oh, how, how, do you, <laughs> how do you go about that? Well, basically, I, I, uh, I make my own beer. Um, so what kind do you make? Basically, I can, I can, you can make any, any kind of beer. Uh, it, it just depends on the ingredients and on the right process, and then uh, and then you can get it done. You know, you need basically uh, four ingredients, which is uh, water, malt, hops, and yeast. Uh -huh. And what, do you have anything brewing right now in your home? Uh, right now, I have something uh, fermenting, fermenting, which is uh, an oatmeal stout. So oh, Scottish stout. You can make yes, stout. Definitely. Really, stout must be pretty tricky to make, though. I can uh, bring you a bottle. It's uh, uh -huh. it's okay. <laughs> wow, how long does it take to, from start to finish to make? You know, uh, well, this will take about twenty minutes for us to record this. Uh, yeah, yeah, of that's course. That's not long enough. Okay, okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> right? Yes. Well, the brew day itself um, takes a, a, around s uh, six hours. Uh, actually, a, a lot of cleaning up involved, which. Uh, um, sometimes you ask yourself why you chose a hobby like this because you know actually you need to get it's down and, work, right? and it's a hard it's hard work actually. And uh, have you ever made have you ever had one that really went wrong? Uh, that either tasted terrible or well, exploded the, or anything like that. Well, I didn't explode, but the first one uh, I made actually uh, came out. Uh, uh, well, it, it, it never uh, came to become beer. It, it was just some... It was just sugary liquid. Some liquid, liquid yes. Ah, <laughs> so, okay. So that one was for the kids, A lot right? can go wrong, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Allah, I think we've been nice enough to these guys now. I think it's time to talk about the contract. Right? Let's okay, business. let's get down let's to the contract. Business, yeah, yes. tell, them, tell them what you what you doubt about the contract here. Tell, ask them to explain it. Yeah, there are some terms in this contract that we don't really um, understand very well. So let's uh, let's start with um, what's, uh, what's a tenor of a loan? Well, the, the tenor is basically um, the, the 
commitment we, we, we give you for the loan, um, how long it is available to you, so essentially. So, so tenor means when, when I have to pay it back. At the latest. At the exactly. latest. Yes. Is that, is that uh, the same thing when, what, when they say maturity? Yes, it's the same thing. That's mm -hmm. an identical term. So the repayment profile, yeah, repayment. Um, so in the contract, it mentions the principal. What's the principal? Principal is the, is the amount, the actual nominal amount of the loan. Ah, that, and then that we've has got, been drawn down. Yeah. Ah, so that's how much you're going to give me? That's, that's how much you have drawn down. If, if we give you a line of credits, yeah. then um, it's open to you, say, up to 50 million. Mm -hmm. And then if you draw down, say, 40 million, then you have 10 million left and 40 million, you actually have to pay us back at some time. Uh, well, I'm going to draw down the whole lot so that the principal is the amount that I actually take. You actually you. take, exactly. Uh -huh. But you, in the contract, you're defining that in some different ways with bullet, linear with grace period. What do all these things mean? Well, basically, we offer different ways for you to repay the loan. So either you can pay in one lump sum at the end um, of the period, and that, that's what we call bullet. Bullet. Uh, yes. It's a bullet? Yes. Mm -hmm. If I pay it all at the end? Yes. If I keep that, you hanging until the end? That's uh -huh. why it's called bullet, because it's one, one shot, oh, and you pay it all back. Okay. Linear with grace period, what does that mean? Then? Well, basically, that's the amortizing profile also that we call, and essentially means you pay it back installments after a grace period. Where I don't have to pay anything back? Well, you still need to pay interest. Ah, but I don't pay the principal. principal. Correct. Uh -huh. And this one looked very uh, strange to me, balloon. Ah. Balloon, yes. It's, uh, it's called um, balloon because um, uh, it means in the beginning you pay very little amounts, which then suddenly balloon into oh. uh, last one or two payments, which are actually much, much bigger than the amounts you paid before. And I would do that because... I don't have much money now and I'm expecting to make money soon. Uh, exactly. Or you, you, yes, for some reasons you, you don't want to pay back immediately the money we, we give you. No? Uh -huh. So the difference between bullet and balloon is that with the bullet you don't pay anything in the beginning. Correct. But and you do pay interest. You always pay interest. Normally pay interest. you pay interest. Mm -hmm. There could be, well, actually there could be pick interest, which means payment in kind, which means then instead of cash interest, you capitalize the interest on top of the, the, uh, the principal you owe. And you pay the, all that. And you pay everything uh, back in the end, exactly. Payment in kind doesn't mean I send you socks uh, In theory, it could be. But then, with a, then you would have to pay, give us two times the amount of socks uh, of ah, the value, actually. Okay. Because if not... Uh, <laughs> the next one on here... We, we need to, to haircut. The next one on here seems to be referring to Allah's jawline. It's sculpted. Yes. What exactly does that mean? Well, this structure, we have it more often pro project finance operations rather than corporate loans. But uh, they, they essentially... I mean, we, the, the repayment profile is sculpted uh, in accordance to uh, the amounts which would be, let's say more uh, viable for the business to repay. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a mixture between the, or, or let's say the fully flexible version of a bullet slash balloon slash amortization structure, where you basically tell us, okay, now I'm going to pay you back X, Y, Z, etc. And um, uh, in the end, it just has to sum up to the whole amount mm -hmm. you drew down. 
I see. Okay, now we get to the interest rate. Now, yes, we have fixed and floating. All right, I think I know what a fixed interest rate and a floating interest rate, but what's this here? Euribor, reference to Euribor. What's, what does that mean? Well, it's the euro uh, interbank offered uh, rates. That's what Euribor means. And mm -hmm. it's one of the main benchmark rates that we use to set uh, variable rates. Ah, so if In that goes loans. up or down, my interest rate goes up or down. Correct. By a fixed amount over the top of that. So if the euro, yes. I, I'm related to the Eurobor. Ah, Th that's who decides why what the Eurobor rate is? Uh, we wish we knew. No, it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a couple of banks um, <laughs> that uh, basically uh, pass on the Eurobor to, to uh, one instance and they say, look, the Eurobor for today is whatever the amount is. No? And that's where you get the interbank offered rate. It's what Correct. they're offering each other. Each other, exactly. Uh -huh. yes. It's and, set uh, daily. It's, it's actually set daily. Set daily. Oh, okay. um, and it's, it's the, the benchmark reference for, for, for any floating rate lending. Because that's why it's called floating, because it changes every time you, you pay. Normally, uh, as you said, uh, it's a fixed spread over Euribor. Mm -hmm. And the Euribor represents more or less the refinancing oh, rate of Uribe. the banks. I was saying Euribor. Nah, Euribor. Euribor. Ah, it's, okay. Uh, so we should correct that. It's Euribor. I don't know. It's uh, LIBOR. Because LIBOR yeah. was the London Interbank. But that's now kind it of still a disgraced. Is. It is disgraced. And that's also why um, maybe Euribor might disappear at some point. They're now switching to Sonia or Aonia. In, uh, right. Sonia uh, is, is uh, replacing. Sterling. Yes, they're, they're, it's replacing the LIBOR. But it's Let's again, see. W mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, a, it's a more objectively definable. Because rate. LIBOR was being fixed. That's the LIBOR you can rig because, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's basically banks sending in how they would lend, would lend to each other, uh -huh. whereas Sonia would be based on actual transactions. And you can... What, uh, is, what does Sonia stand for? Uh, it stands for Sterling Overnight Index Average. Uh huh. Ah, that sounds. That's got a nice rhythm to it. It sounds a little bit like a uh, Dr. Seuss. Yes, and the EIB just uh, issued the first bond linked to Sonia. So we're right pioneers. for Sonia, huh? Yes. Well, let's talk about the pricing because this has a pricing grid or a ratchet. That sounds a little bit uh, mechanical. But what, mm -hmm. what's that? The pricing grid or the ratchet? Well, we have that in some uh, in some loans. Uh, the, the pricing grid then is, is basically we associate the spread that we charge over, for example, the, the variable um, uh, benchmark rates uh, in case of a variable interest rate, by the way. So we associate the, the, the different levels of pricing, for example, with different levels of financial ratios that the company would uh, basically have over time. So you could have um, the pricing uh, going up or down over the life of the loan, depending on what ratios the company reports. You use these uh, kind of a, a pricing grid in case that um, either the company is changing very quickly, mm -hmm. or we didn't manage to agree on on the pricing. So basically, you say, uh -huh. "Ah, right now my company uh, looks okay. Uh, still in the in the very near future, I'm gonna improve." very much and and then i'll be uh, um eligible for a much lower pricing mm. yeah i think that's uh -huh. our position pretty much we should have a very low, so, low pricing then what we would say okay fine if 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 you want that then um we we put in a, 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 
linked to some financial metric to make it easy, then automatically the pricing would go down if you hit a certain financial metric. But then we also say, obviously, if it doesn't turn out how you say and you actually get worse, then the pricing would increase automatically if this financial metric gets, uh, I'll, gets worse. I'll sign that. You had me at the pricing will go down. Uh, <laughs> guarantees. Hmm. Senior, unsecured, secured. What's all that about? So th there are many different concepts in there, but let's say um, our corporate loans oftentimes are senior. Okay, so they uh, rank at the same level as the um, highest uh, ranking debt that a company uh, may have. That means we get um, that the bank gets uh, the money back first. Correct. It's the highest priority of uh, repayment. Uh, so in, as, as opposed to subordinated, but the AIB also offers subordinated uh, loans. Mm -hmm. What we're talking so. about here today for you is uh, most likely a senior loan mm -hmm. in our but negotiation. Un unsecured. Yes, well, that's, that's another concept. So the loan can be either senior secured, for example, or unsecured. Uh, when a loan is secured, it means that we, uh, it's backed up by um, some um, real assets, let's say by a ple pledge of shares or by a pledge mm -hmm. of uh, physical assets that, that your company you has. You have my Toyota hybrid. Is that right? Well, I think we would much prefer to have a pledge of your uh, plant where you're manufacturing the socks, for example. Mm. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you can have it. Yeah. yeah. An, an unsecured loan would be a loan that is purely based on a personal guarantee. A person being, being or being a, a, a real person or mm -hmm. a, a legal person. Also a, a, a company. So basically, mm -hmm. if, if you tell me you pay back the loan then uh, at that point it would be an, an unsecured loan. Hopefully senior, so it means you pay me back first before you pay back any but if, other but financial debt. But if it was secured, debt. that would be with the factory and then, then I, I would say take the factory? Exactly. I, 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 I believe you that you will pay me back, but in the worst case, if everything goes really wrong, then I need something with which I can... Uh, I can at least recover part of the, the that, money owed. That's the, the collateral. And that's the collateral, exactly. Yes. And it could be a factory, it could be your private jet, it could be... Uh... Which private jet? I didn't <laughs> know about <laughs> private jet. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, so then, if, then you would put a lien, L-I-E-N, yep. on my private jet. Correct, for well, example. Yes, or on the, on, the, on the Toyota. Yes. I could also mm -hmm. do that. Okay. If, if yeah. you can catch me. Uh, okay, all right. What now are, we, we get are, to the covenants. Are, yeah, yeah, what are covenants? So um, financial covenants, we, we typically require them in, in corporate loans. And basically they, um, they, they are financial ratios which we would expect you to uh, stay above or below, let's say, during the life of the loan. Um, they are limitations, let's say. And I'll go into another word, which is maximum leverage or minimum coverage, which we will expect uh, your company to, to maintain during the life of the loan. Ah. Uh -huh. So, uh, so you, you wouldn't be allowed to take on more loans than an X amount. That's the maximum leverage. Compared mm -hmm. to something though, right? So we typically would compare uh, the amount of debt that the company has to a cash flow measure or to the capital structure of the company. Mm -hmm. So it, it can be measured in different ways. And by the way, these, these ratios, they are just one type of financial covenant. You could also have other limitations 
for example, with, you know, on the sale of assets or dividend payments and so on. But um, the most, let's say, important ones in this particular negotiation would be these uh, these ratios that we would expect the company to maintain. So the capital structure leverage is figured out by comparing the debt to the equity. Correct. That's one way of For doing example. it. How do you get the leverage on the cash flow? How do you figure that out? So one way is to use a proxy of, uh, of uh, cash flow, uh, which would be the EBITDA, mm-hmm. earnings before interest tax depreciation and, uh, and amortization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the projections of financial states we get to here, and there's something here in the contract referring to headroom. What's that? Well, basically, is the depends over time, no, and you're measuring um, your your ratios is uh, compared to the covenant that we set is how much headroom or cushion there is between what you have and, and what the covenant is set at. So, so the point of the financial covenants really is to make sure that the that, that the company is is able to repay repay the loan and, exactly. uh, and to allow the bank to monitor its ability to repay. Correct. That um, basically in financial terms, the company um, stays the same um, or very similar to what we have seen now to uh, when, the, when the loan is basically uh, during the loan tenor time. Mm-hmm. This is what interests us. You know? So we don't want you to, to start... Uh, selling off your business day one we have signed the contract and then not be able to pay us back mm-hmm. so we need you to um, we need to be sure that you stay essentially uh, in, in financial terms similar to uh, even even in, in business matter and so if similar I, to what um, so if we if we break some of those covenants if we mm-hmm. go out of those um, metrics mm-hmm. uh, then the, the the loan would be restructured right uh, in the long run, it could be restructured. In the beginning, we would, uh, we would, uh, and 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 well, we as EIB uh, are, are very uh, uh, nice, anyways. So uh, we would definitely sit down with you and uh, and um, uh, speak about so-called. Waiting. But also, the, also, if it goes into restructuring, it doesn't mean that you ask for the money back immediately. It means that uh, the, the the terms of the loan might be changed. The interest rate might be increased or some other yes when when we see there's a there's a permanent problem um, then uh, we, uh, we would need to restructure the, the loan for example if we didn't give you enough headroom and and you um, breached uh, the financial covenant uh, at every testing date then we know okay we set this wrongly and we need to change the contract mm-hmm. somehow so either we change just the 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 um, financial covenant level uh, or we take out certain covenants and and, and bring others in uh, or we even shorten the tenor uh, or we agree on a uh, on a new repayment plan Um, or you take a big delivery of socks as we discussed earlier we do that Uh (laughs) yeah i want to go back to uh the uh the uh availability period so Mm -hmm. uh, so when you commit uh to a certain uh to, to to the loan there's there's a, a certain period when I can decide when I when I want that cash. Is mm-hmm. that right? That's correct. So it's it's only up to me just to say that though I want it tomorrow or I want it in in six months. How long can I usually wait? Uh, that it, it's changing from from time to time right now, it, and and it depends also on on the bank uh, uh, at EIB. Uh, at the moment, we are uh, talking about six months of uh, availability period. 
mm-hmm. with no cost to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then an even longer uh, availability period of probably up to 18 months with uh, some costs um, concerning mm-hmm. the money that you have not drawn down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you can draw down, uh, and we are, at EIB we're, we are very flexible in terms of your drawdowns, so it can be in several tranches or in one tranche. And every tranche has its own life. So... Um, oh, what's a tranche? Uh, a tranche is just a, a portion of the of the loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, we would define a minimum drawdown amount. So, if we give you the hundred million, we would say you can do maximum five drawdowns of minimum twenty million, mm-hmm. for and, example. And 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 the grace period. What's the economic sense behind the, the grace period? Why just just uh, beyond being a nice person why would you give a grace period to a company the, the idea is to also give you some some space no to to grow the business because also typically the ib finances projects no so let's say a new plant or uh, you're building something new that will only generate results um you know in a few years time mm-hmm. in particular one key area of activity also not in this case that we are negotiating but uh, especially in the in the corporate segment is uh, is uh, research and development so so the the investments they bear fruit usually in, not immediately you you we have a little bit of time no before you, you you see the results so the idea of the grace period is is uh, is to allow some time for the uh, project to be implemented for the investment to begin um, bearing mm-hmm. the results. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, I I think uh, I just to consult with my lawyer. We'll, we'll take the money, right? We'll take we it anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. <laughs> uh, Gabriela and Martin, thank you for negotiating this contract. The people of my sock company are very grateful to you. Um, you know, it's a special new sock that's going to allow people in the World Cup to kick even faster. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. You should have some. Um, and if you want to order some of these socks, or if you want to have a comment on our podcast. You can get in touch with me at EIB Matt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T, on or, Twitter. Or with me at Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. Uh, for special free legal advice from Absolutely. someone who's not a lawyer. Right? But my wife is. Yes, yes you see. And we'll uh, be back with you next week with another episode of A Dictionary of Finance from the European Investment Bank. Mm-hmm.